0: evening everybody. Amen. Amen. See so everybody got their uh everybody got their uh quiz? Yeah. All right. All right, look, so let's all stand this evening. Bless this with, Lord God, for the opportunity, Lord, that we have to come into your presence again, oh Lord, in this place, oh Father. We gather together, Lord, in your holy name, Lord, and we thank you for that promise, oh God, that, Lord, you are in the midst, O oh Father. And Lord, we pray right now, God, that you would give us grace in your sight, Lord, as we open up our hearts and our minds and our spirits, Lord, unto you. We pray, God, that you would quicken us lift us up O oh lord that we can abide with you lord in those heavenly places and god that we can be able lord to receive your word tonight lord your drafted word which is able to save us bless us O oh lord that we can be able father amen to abound lord to increase and abound in you lord in faith and love in your word, O oh God, in righteousness, O oh Lord. So we pray, God, open up our ears, Lord, that we may hear. In our eyes, that we may see, Lord. In our hearts, that we can be converted unto you, Lord. And I pray that we you would receive, amen, our worship tonight, Lord. Help us, O oh God, that we can lift up our voices, Lord. Amen, unto you, O oh God. Let us, O oh Lord, be Father in one mind, Lord, and in one spirit. We want it to this place, O God. Amen, Lord. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our pastor. Lord, let it be done, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may go to page number 265. everybody here this evening. Amen. We haven't really uh, kind of uh, gone into, to, you know, uh, depth about the gifts of the Spirit, but uh, um, just enough just to let us um, become familiar with it enough to help us to understand and. Uh, Come to that uh, place of feeling after the spirit when we're all coming together and worship and praise. Just, I think that's really important. <clears throat> Amen. So, um, 11 questions. Hope it wasn't too hard for you. Well, was it hard? No. Maybe I should have made it harder. <laughs> but I, I know if, it, if, if you didn't have any uh, problem with it, it's probably because you've been studying. So, the first question on the list is, uh, what three gifts are in the category of supernatural, supernatural utterance? Hear that? No. No. Is anybody? Sister Dina answered it, but what about anybody else? Prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Prophecy, divers tongues, interpretation of tongues. That's the right answer. It doesn't necessarily have to be in that order, but. Okay, what New Testament letter stated, "As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another." First Peter four ten. That's what it says, isn't it? Let's go there, everybody. the gift as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards, as good caretakers of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praised and your dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's that's what he's saying as we have received the gift we're to minister the same one to another. Remember the gifts are always the edification of the body. So the gifts we receive are for the edification of the body. Not that you can get conceited. The Bible says, Knowledge puffeth up, but love edify it. Not so that you can, you know, become conceited. And here's the thing: the key to understanding this is uh, humility. As long as we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt us in due time. So the key to the gifts operating freely in the church is humility. Humility, so that's important. Number three is the true or false question, or true and false statement. Woo! There it is. I got a surge in the <laughs> Holy Ghost. <laughs> Squicken in the Holy Ghost. Oh, man. <laughs> you can go ahead and turn the monitors down. I know. I was trying to figure that out. Amen. There it that goes. woke me up. <laughs> Number three, true or false. In chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul was teaching that if a person spoke in an unknown tongue, In the church, they should pray that they can interpret so that the church can be edified. True. Did you guys get a question there? Did you guys get a... Somebody give them a... They can fill it out. You can follow along as we're... So that is true. Basically... Uh, and we'll touch on that in a, in a little, little bit here. We'll, we'll kind of talk about it here. Uh, verse number, uh, verse number four. Question number four: True or false? Another true and false. The gift of prophecy is supernatural utterance in a known tongue. True. 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 Did I hear somebody say false? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true statement a supernatural utterance in a known tongue number five when the spirit of God is moving in the church should the body learn to discern how the spirit is moving yes Yes. it can move in different ways Sunday night, we had an awesome move of the Spirit, anyway. Amen. Amen. We've got to learn how to go with the flow and uh, let the Spirit move, have liberty. There will be some kind of manifestation of God. Like Paul said, we had that in that last quiz about, uh, you know, the movement of the Spirit. There's certain things happen, certain things to take place. There could be uh, There could be teaching. There could be knowledge. There could be revelation. All that stuff happening. So that's why we we need to discern, pay attention, and and, and see how the spirit's moving and move with the spirit, flow with the spirit. So that's important for us to understand. Uh, number six: When was Paul teaching on the new birth experience, of speaking in tongues, in First Corinthians? No. 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 Yeah. If not. What type of speaking in tongues was he addressing? Gift of Gift. Divers yeah. kinds of tongues. I got a, tongue. yeah. a lot of people, a lot of theologians, like to say he was teaching on it. He was saying that it was not necessary. That's not what that book says. That's right. It's not what that chapter says. He was speaking on the regulation of the gifts. And if anything, if you study it, if you study it and study it and study it, you know you know what Paul's doing in that chapter right there, because we don't really have a demonstration given to us in the Scripture about how the how they use the the gift of uh, diverse tongues and interpretation of tongues. Nothing's in there. It's not in the Book of Acts. So that's why I believe he put so much in chapter fourteen, so he could so he could impart that understanding to the church that if that if the Spirit is moving. You need to learn how to follow the Spirit. You need to learn how to basically regulate even the Holy Ghost moving in you so that you can discern or even pray, not for yourself, not for your self-edification, but pray that God will give you the understanding if there's a manifestation of diverse tongues. So that's what he was talking about. He wasn't he wasn't teaching on the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the new birth. He was Teaching on the gifts, the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, and and more so in that chapter. In that chapter, if you if you read that chapter, what's he talking about in that chapter? Chapter fourteen. And tongues, and tongues. tongues and the correct use of tongues, and what was the other what was the other gift he's speaking about? Prophecy. That's what his focus was on on those gifts, and and. Uh, Okay, number seven, true or false, the church is encouraged to covet earnestly the best gifts. Okay, yeah, covet to prophecy. covet to prophesy. Number eight, in the use of the gifts, what did Paul use as an example to show that every part was important for the operation of the gifts? The human body. We're not all the same. We don't we don't occupy the same we're not all the same part. We're not all a hand, we're not all a foot, we're not all a head, we're not all eyes, we're not all ears. We are we are basically placed in the body, whatever part the Lord has placed us we're in that even even the, the the ones that you know are, are least that are given the least honor. He said, those are the ones that are are usually the ones that are the most honored. So, the human body, so that's what we are. Uh, Number nine, true or false? Tongues are assigned to them who believe not. True. Okay. Number ten, true or false? If the gift of prophecy is used in the church, those who are unlearned, We'll be convinced that God is in us. True. True. Because the Bible says the secrets of his heart will be revealed. <laughs> wow. Alright. Uh, number eleven. Which New Testament book states that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy? Revelation 1910. Revelation 1910. So did you all do well? Okay, keep that as your study guide. Yeah, for the final, for the finals, that's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. You know, in in the Word, uh, turn with me to the Book of Ephesians, chapter one. In the Word, you know, a, a good example of doctrine that is hidden in the Word is is what Paul said about uh, the tabernacle, the plan of the tabernacles. And the layout of the tabernacle and all the furniture of the tabernacle and all that, even the, the ministry, the priesthood, New Testament doctrine is hidden, contained in the word of God. So to understand certain, uh, the the ministry or teaching on the doctrine, you know, we, we we search and those truths are hidden. They're hidden in those teachings. And we can go back and, and what we've learned about the tabernacle, the sacrifices, I mean, the whole, every, every area of, of, of what God uh, did as far as uh, the tabernacle plan, the priesthood, bringing the law, everything, doctrine is contained in those, in those teachings. So, and and of, course we, of course, they're brought up to the, to the new covenant because all that was hidden in obscurity. In the new covenant, so there's always there's always something about you know what we believe and and what we what we uh, come to understand, what is revealed to us. Uh, go with me to Ephesians chapter one <clears throat> and verse number eleven. We'll start with and it says, "In whom also we have obtained an inheritance; we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him." Who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will? That we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye he heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that, with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit of promise. Okay? We all, that's the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost opens up to us uh, the spirit in, inheritance that we we are uh Recipient, so that's our inheritance. That's what that's what the Spirit of God does to us. It opens up that inheritance to us, so that we can understand, we can we can live, we can move, we can minister in that uh, in that uh, in in His presence, the kingdom of heaven. And and as, as Peter said, because of that, an entrance has been made to us into the kingdom of heaven. And so we understand that we enter into those things. We enter into those things. We are brought into them by the Spirit. So there's a lot that is you know, that, that is contained in, in our inheritance and what we, what we have right now. So he goes on. He said, Wherefore, I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus... And love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Wow, that's quite a statement, isn't it? But that gives us an idea that opens up our understanding of what it is that you and I have and can experience. In the Holy Ghost. It just, it will open up, I'll say it in this sense, it will open up a whole new world. Wow. And when we see that, see, God always somehow tries to impart to us some understanding so that we can comprehend what it is. Remember, He's God, He's eternal. We're, we're touched by eternity every time we come in here. We've got eternity in us. We have the Holy Ghost living in us. Yeah. So we experience eternal life. So we're touched by that. Can you imagine what it is if all that was just all of a sudden just opened up to a certain capacity that we could, like Paul said, when he was taken up into the third heaven, he heard and seen things that he says unlawful even to utter. But that's how much God, that's how much understanding and revelation God gave us him and he was able to witness it man and we could only imagine what he witnessed (laughs) I don't know if there's you know I I know for myself uh, there's so many things that uh, you know I know that I lack even in my walk that I want to I want to uh, how could I say this I want to Grow. I want to mature in the spirit of God, Amen. so that God can use me in the fashion that He wants to use me. Amen. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's, it's like that for all of us. But to understand and comprehend what it is that He had, what He has done for us, what He's given to us, and and um, uh, how blessed we are, how privileged we are. To be able to experience that um, blessing of the outpouring of, of His Spirit upon us. And how the Spirit moves and how the Spirit just, uh, you know, stirs us up that we can we can experience and we can feel and we can see all the things that we're, we're obviously exposed to, uh, we're immersed in. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. And so if we could just come to that place of, of he does things so beautifully. There's always, he always gives us a, 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 how can I say, a, he always bears witness. He always gives us understanding. Uh, go with me to the book of uh, Genesis. Genesis chapter 24, I believe it is. Let me find the story here. This story is about here in Genesis 24 It's about Isaac it's about uh, it's about Abraham sending out his servant his steward Eleazar to go find Isaac a wife. That's what this is all about. And so you read that story, and let's, you know, uh, go to verse number, go to verse number 10. Well, let's start with verse number one. We'll just go, we'll do some reading if that's all right with you. And, uh. Verse number one it says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord blessed had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me, me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou, beware thou that thou uh, bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from thy father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swore unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this mine oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master. And swear to him concerning that matter. So now we see what's going to take place here. And the servant took ten camels. Pay attention to what he's doing. He took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee send me good speed to this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the water of well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let, that, let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master." And it came to pass, behold, he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her, and she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her, her pitcher into the trawl and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held his peace, to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of a half shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels' weight of gold, and said, "Whose daughter or whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in?" And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. She said, moreover unto him, we have both straw and vendor enough and room enough, room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of, of his mercy and his truth I bring in the way the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. Wow. Somebody might say, "Oh, well, that's just a Bible story. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a beautiful story. Amen. Okay. How do we make that connection? with what we're talking about, the gifts of the Spirit. How do we make that connection? Paul said in Ephesians, what we just finished reading, in chapter 1 and verse number 14, he said, which is, he says, well, verse number 13, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that holy spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance the earnest of our inheritance everybody say earnest earnest, earnest. Does anybody know what earnest means? Down payment. A deposit. It's a deposit. It's a down payment. Some theologians even go far to go as far as saying that it also represents dowry. Does anybody know what dowry is? Given by the bride to the groom's family. Yes. A dowry is in the custom of the Eastern custom, the Middle Eastern custom. Dowry is the, the groom's family gives the bride's family. Gives. You know why? Not so much that, you know, they're, he's finding love. It's a purchase. It's a purchase. It's a contract. It's a purchase. So he said, the earnest of our inheritance, a down payment. Every once in a while, the Lord makes an installment. Huh? You know what I mean? Every once in a while, the Lord will make an installment. Praise God. And his installments are good installments. Yes, are. <laughs> so we see that. You might say, well, what does this have to do with what we're reading? It has a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And you see here that when Rachel or Rebecca watered uh, this man's camels and gave him water and watered his camels, guess what happened? He prayed that God would be gracious to his master Abraham and let me find a bride for my master. Let the damsel that comes out and gives me water and offers my camels water, let her be the one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. But, but look, 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 at, look at the story now. It's just not a story. It's just not something just to kind of uh, entertain you. But look at the story. Look Look what's happening in the story. The Bible says they had a custom where all the young ladies, let's be more specific, the virgins, came with their water pitchers at the time to draw water. They were about their business, drawing water, carrying their pitchers. Why? Because their families and their livestock needed to be taken care of. So they had the responsibility, they were selected to be the drawers of water, to give water to their households. Is that sinking in? So in other words, guess what Rebecca is? Am I reading that right? Rebecca is a type of the church. Amen. Rebecca is a type of the church. She's a water drawer. Amen. Amen. She's a water drawer. She's familiar with drawing water. <laughs> the church should be familiar with drawing water. Yes, amen. Amen. The church should be familiar with going to the well and drawing water. Amen. That is our, amen, that is our uh, vocation. That is, that, that's our, our responsibility. That's, that's what we do. We should be, we should be... Uh, Uh, What's the word I'm looking at for? Uh, We should be skillful and perfect at drawing water. Carrying our pictures. And not just drawing, but giving. Amen. Amen. I I, I shared a little bit with you uh, Sunday evening on the rivers of paradise. The first river was Pison. Dispersive. In other words... That river, if you notice, if you ever studied the the topography of of, of right around that area and, and they say it's right down there in Iraq uh, where, where the Euphrates and the Tigris River and, and all that, when the other two rivers used to be in that, that region, matter of fact uh, they're saying, uh, a while back, archaeologists found what they thought to be the River of Hittigal. It was a dried out river bottom. And of course, the, how they understood it to be hydro was because it followed the same pattern or flow or area that it was in that is mentioned in the book of Genesis. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But Pison was meant this. It meant uh, to disperse. So what that Pison did was it dispersed water. Hallelujah. That's what the church ought to be doing. Dispersing water. Amen. We should be dispersing water. Just like Rachel was dispersing water. She was giving not just him, but his camels drink. So because of that, let's back up a little bit. Verse number 22. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of a half shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold. And said, "Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in?" And she said unto him, "I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor." And and so we see here in this in this dialogue and what's happening here, he was satisfied with what she was doing. Obviously, God knew, showed him that this was the one. So what does he do? Bible says he gives her a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold. In other words, guess what? He gave her, he gave her a down payment. Amen. Amen. He gave her a down payment. So what we see here. As we go on, and then we start verse number 9 again. And Rebekah had a brother, and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man, unto the well. And it came to pass that when he saw the earring and the bracelets upon her, his sister's hands. In other words, oh, wow, what's going on here? You have something that you've never had before. Were you getting all these goods? Where did these goods come from? Thus spake the man unto me that... Oh, uh, okay. And when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me that he came unto the man, and, behold, he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord. Wherefore standest thou without? For I have prepared... The house and room for the camels. And the man came into the house and he ungirded his camels and gave straw and provender for the camels and water to wash his feet and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told mine errand. And he said, Speak on. And he said, I am Abraham's servant, and the Lord hath blessed my master greatly, and he is become great and he hath given his flocks and herds and he, and silver and gold and men servants and maidservants and camels and asses and Sarah, my master's wife, bare son to my master when she was old and unto him hath he given all that he hath. And my master made me swear saying thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my father's house and to my kindred. And take a wife unto my son. And I said unto my master, Peradventure the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee, and prosper thy way. And thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred and of my father's house. Then thou shalt be clear from this mine oath when thou comest to my kindred. And if they give not thee one, thou shalt be clear from mine oath. And I came this day unto the well and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if if now thou do prosper my way which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water, and shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee a little water of thy pitcher to drink, and she say to me, Both drink thou, and I will also draw for thy camels. Let the same be the woman whom the Lord hath appointed out for my master's son. And before I had done speaking in mine heart, behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder. And she went down unto the well and drew water. And I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste and let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel. Nahor's son, whom Milcah bare unto him, and I put the earring upon her face and the bracelet upon her hands. And I bowed down my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brothers daughters, my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And now if ye will deal kindly and truly with my master, Tell me, and if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing proceedeth from the Lord, we cannot speak unto thee, bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their words, he worshipped the Lord bowing himself to the earth and the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. he gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things and they did eat and drink he and the men that were with him and tarried all night and they rose up in the morning and he said send me away unto my master So now we see what has taken place. Now that he has found a wife for Isaac, and once once this uh, contract was basically sealed, guess what he did? After he talked to her parents, the Bible says that he brought four jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave it to Rebecca and her family in other words he made his payment praise God he made his payment so when when we when we look at what it is that God is doing in our midst remember, we're the bride of Christ, aren't we? We are the bride of Christ and uh, I was thinking of a scripture and I'm trying to remember where it was Hallelujah Hallelujah But you know, here we are and here we here we have in our midst the spirit of God moving. And guess what? God is giving us our spiritual inheritance. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's what we're experiencing and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the Holy Ghost poured out. And so when we, when we understand what he's doing, and how he's moving, uh, you go over there in the book of Revelation, and uh, let me see here, if I can remember that, the book of Revelation, give you a chapter? (laughs) Chapter 21. Look what it says. Verse number one. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for Her husband. You know. And I know you can go back and you can read other examples of what God did, and I remember you know how he used Israel as an example that when he betrothed her gave her he gave her gifts and he he ornamented her with gifts gold all this was given to him that that is you know a type of what we receive spiritually in the Holy Ghost when uh, amen when he blesses us and he gives us are earnest. Verse number 10 it says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Remember that's what he's talking about here in the first part of the chapter. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So we see that having the glory of God in verse number 11. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a great wall high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the (laughs) twelve tribes of the children of Israel, on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates, and the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, and he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof, and the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs, the length and the breadth, and the height of it are equal, and he measured the wall thereof in a hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man that is of the angel." And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth a emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardis, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysophrasis, the eleventh adjacent, the twelfth, and amethyst. amethyst, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. That's what you would call our final installment. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But what am I... What am I trying to share with you tonight? That he has given us the earnest of our salvation. The earnest, the down payment. And when we are, when we grow, when we come to this part as, as far as in the spirit developing, walking with God, maturing, learning, amen. What happens God will bless us, and he'll impart to us more. More spiritual knowledge. More spiritual riches. More of our spiritual inheritance. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing this body, God moving, and God allowing this to, amen, come to fruition. Everybody growing, everybody developing in the Holy Ghost. And so we're seeing that we're seeing that these are those precious jewels and pieces of ornamentation made out of gold and all manner of precious stone. That is a type of the gifts that God has given us through the Holy Ghost. Wow. He just had to bring it down to a level where we can understand what he was doing. This is what I want to give you. This is what you can have because you're my bride. That's why the apostle Paul was sharing with the church of Ephesus when he wrote that. He said, "And, and he said, you're not a poor church; you're a rich church." Right, right. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 That's right. Well, we may not have stained glass windows, right. and marble floors, right. Huh? that's right, yeah. cedar paneling, Amen. oak paneling. Yeah. Huh? But guess what? We've got the move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's what we need, and that's what we need to experience. Amen. In this place. Praise God. So I hope that what we have <clears throat> been studying in the past few weeks have been something that has given you insight. And you've come to a place of understanding what it is to really, you know, move in the spirit and allow God. That's why Paul spoke in that fashion to the church at Corinth. And, and one thing is important for us to understand, we've got to move past our human frailties, our carnal nature, and develop the spiritual nature. And we're going to see that God will be able to minister and God will be able to help us to grow in that and uh amen when we do and when we we follow god's plan and his will we're gonna see perfection we're gonna see amen the church being edified through the gifts of the spirit any questions this evening any questions hallelujah Boy, the Lord sure is good, isn't He? He sure is good. We'll stop there for tonight. Thank you, Jesus. I, uh, tomorrow evening will be a uh, rehearsal, same time. I don't know how, somebody was saying it's supposed to get, little. Yeah, tomorrow, I don't know how, how, how severe it's going to be, but in the event, it looks like it's going to be icy and all that kind of stuff, and then we'll, we'll see, I'll let everybody know. Did everybody get your books? Was there enough to go around? Okay. Okay. That's exactly what I needed. All right. God bless you. Have a good evening.